Lister, and welcome back to another episode of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. Hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Ready for another episode with one of our newest films to talk about. That's right. It just came out yesterday on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Not that they're paying us for this. That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So today we're going to talk about The People We Hate at the Wedding, which maybe some people don't realize was based on the 2016 book written by Grant Ginder. And I had never heard of this book before until seeing the... Uh, promotions for the movie. Had yeah. you heard of it? No, no, never heard, never heard of it or or the movie until you told me about it, and then I started. Once I started looking, I started seeing stuff. Yeah, uh, the movie literally just came out on November eighteenth. You know, not much to say about it yet. It, it was directed by Claire Scanlon and written by the Monier sisters. And the cast includes uh, Allison Janney, Ben Platt, Kristen Bell, with uh, Cynthia Dave Robinson and Dustin Milligan and uh, a couple others in supporting roles. You know, don't have much to go by, like, as far as, you know, how successful it's been uh because it was just released this weekend you know so far you know uh critics uh haven't been the biggest fans of it you know kind of mixed to mixed to negative reviews uh but many you know some you know praising the performances and that yeah it's a pretty all-star cast um so i have to imagine a lot of people are going to flick through the movies on amazon prime and pick this one out to watch just based off the the cast you know, when I when I went to watch it last night, my husband said, oh, my gosh, are you allowing me to watch a comedy? Because we've done so many heavy <laughs> episodes. So he was pretty excited yeah. to watch what was considered what's considered a comedy last night when we put this on. I have some mixed feelings about it. Yeah. What do you, um, so I well, guess you're stepping in line with the critics. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. So I'll start with the book, I guess. I found the book a little bit hard to get into at first. And maybe that was like the first 20 pages, 30 pages. And then once I got into it, I was like, okay, now I'm kind of want to see where this is going. So I did like the book. You know, it was clever, funny. I thought the relationships were well done. You know, I, I thought it was good. And then at the end, you know, I, I kind of then couldn't put it down once I started reading it. So that was good. The movie, it was, you know, very lighthearted and funny, but there was a lot of, I thought there was a lot of differences. Yeah, there were quite a few, you know, and I guess it's kind of like a, a brief synopsis, you know, um, and first I will say the uh, spoiler alert, because, you know, this is a brand new movie. So that's right. Good idea. The, the likelihood of, you know, I listen to with listeners have it, having seen it uh probably not as great as some of the older ones we've done right uh but yeah so it's pretty much about this family this brother and sister uh, uh paul and alice played by ben Platt and Kristen bell and their mother donna played by alice and janney and they have their Half their half sister from their mother's first marriage, who lives in England, is getting married, and they get invited uh, to it. And uh, the the brother and sister are not, you know, not the closest with this sister because she's, you know, lives you know far away and don't really have the bond. They kind of have their own problems and relationship issues and work issues and things of that sort. And and their sister's very rich, you know, and they are not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is a big. That is a big one. Uh, so leads to some tension uh, between them. Uh, 
it was um, yeah, yeah, but there were a lot of there were a lot of differences. And you use the word tension, and I think that's a great place to kind of jump in <laughs> for me anyway. Like the book has so much tension be- between the son Paul and his mom Donna. And at first, you mean you don't know for quite a while into the book, and I'm you know talking about 30, 40 pages maybe why that tension exists, like why he's not talking about talking to her, and, and you know it has to do with their dad dying and stuff that happened around that. But I felt that the movie really cut down on that tension. Right. Like they showed him avoiding her calls. They drop in there. He hasn't talked to her in like since like for like two years. But I thought that they really downplayed that tension. And when they kind of met again, it was never totally addressed. Right. Like it was kind of like, okay, we haven't spoken in two years. Here we are at this wedding, whatever. Like I felt like they really diminished that tension between the mom and the son. Yeah. Like I agree. I, um, oh no, go on. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, the movie, yeah, it was very lighthearted, so they did take it, and it was just kind of like, you didn't get the sense, like, you know, you didn't get the sense that they, you know, had gone that long without talking at all in, in the movie. I don't know if they, anything, you know, was mentioned and I missed it about it, but it just kind of felt like, oh, you know, the mom says some cringy stuff and he rolls his eyes, and then there's um, that one scene where, uh, he gets upset because he talked, um, his mom refers to his boyfriend as his friend and, yeah. and, uh, confronts her about it. I thought that was really funny. Cause yeah, yeah. Cause in the book, that scene happens differently inside the bar and it happens outside in the movie, but the, the dialogue was relatively the same. Yeah. Yeah. So I was glad they kept that part in, but the speaking of he and his partner, they changed his name in the movie. In the book, his name was Mark, but in the movie, his name was Dominic. Yeah. And I, I didn't love what they did with his character because the movie, he's pretty dickish, right? Like, I, I mean, in the book, in the book, he's pretty, he's pretty snobby and, you know, kind of a jerk and very like thinks he's something. And I don't think that translated into the movie. I felt like his character was almost a little bit more bumbling. And yes, he acted like a jerk at times, but it just didn't come across as strong. Like he didn't, I don't think the way he treated Paul, like very patronizingly in the book came across in the movie. Yeah, I think to some extent. Uh, I do Yeah, I do think it was a little more even that I think his, his character was... In the movie, I think, what did come off as a jerk to me. Like, I just... I, I didn't like him at all. At all. But, but yeah, they could have, like, got harder, I guess. Yeah, like, I think uh, he could have been definitely, like, more snobby. I don't know. Yeah. There was just something that I didn't care for that character in the movie. And, you know, when they meet Alcott and they talk about that threesome scene, like, that plays out very differently in the book. And I think yeah. <laughs> the movie pretty much shied away from that. Like they made it almost like a, I don't know, like a skit type of thing, right? Like it was very much like a comedy of errors and that yeah. three, that threesome never comes to fruition, which in the book it does. And it's, and it's a pretty big turning point for Paul and yeah. how he sees his relationship with, with Mark slash Dominic and that plays out. So for me, like that was a little bit, I get why they didn't do it in the movie, right? Because it probably would have totally changed the rating or whatever. But I think there's a way you could have done it. I just, I don't know. I just kind of didn't care for that. I don't know. The way they just kind of made it something yeah. that wasn't in the book. Yeah, I guess, you know, they're like, it's one of the things that, you know, trying to go for a more vis- visual comedic thing. And then obviously, like, if they did go through with that, that would, 
it'll be you know very difficult of what they could show and uh, and i'd imagine yeah they probably could have done that and they just you know they kind of glossed over it and showed like the after you know the after effects a little but i think they wanted you know this that was a good scene to have you know something very comedic and you know the part where paul gets down on all fours and uh but then they use him as uh, a table for their chips instead which i thought you know was like mildly funny I, you got a chuckle out of that but you know yeah i do think that was i like your your line about saying it was more like a comedy of errors <laughs> And you know what? I, well, boy, one of my notes I have is from the beginning of the movie, and I know we're like, you know kind of bouncing all over, but I did not like the voiceover in the beginning, kind of how the story was unfolding and the mom's frugalness with the pictures where they were changing clothes, like it was Christmas, it was Easter, it was Mother's Day. Like I just didn't like that. You didn't? No, I didn't. Yeah. Like I was like, mm, this seems dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually wrote in my notes, so dumb. <laughs> Like I just didn't care yeah. for the voiceover. No, I, I I could take it or leave it. It didn't bother me, but I wasn't thrilled with it. It was just oh, whatever. I think like the part like with the pictures and and that. I think it just I think it was meant to highlight like to kind of introduce the family and to highlight that you know this family is like a hot mess of a family. Like they just you know they have their problems, but they're just you know doing their thing. Uh, yeah. So I think that's like to kind of like introduce you to the family and being like, okay, this isn't a, this sounds like a bad pun, but this isn't a picture perfect family. Yeah. Uh, but And then like so, with Paul in the beginning, they go into a lot more with his job, which I get why the movies, you have to cut that out. But for me in the book, one of the funniest things is when Paul flips out and hits Dr. Golding in the face with a mannequin and then loses his job. Whereas the book, the movie shows that he's kind of on a leave of absence because he hugs somebody and it's like really benign. Yeah. But like, I, like, I guess the movie like kind of reduced how dysfunctional they were because, you know, like Paul pretty much loses his mind at work and Alice is very dependent upon clonopin and alcohol. And it never showed the movie never shows her taking a, a prescription drug or abusing drugs, which yeah. They, you know, they really cut that. They really cut down on Alice's dysfunction too. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's all in the yeah. name of making it more comedic, right? And then a, a light, like a, a, a comedy, then really, I guess the word is a dramedy, right? But, or adding that drama to it. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's, you know, definitely what they were going for. Just, you know, because yeah, that would have been, you know, a little more heavy and, and I guess, you know, after like on our show, on our shows, like doing, you know, having some more heavy ones recently, like I don't mind them reducing the heaviness in, in it uh, with this one. Uh, but did want to talk to kind of to go back to Paul and that, uh, but particularly his, fa- his father, like the book goes a lot more in depth. Mm-hmm. You know, the movie, they just show him in that first in that first scene with the pictures and that's and that's it. And then he's alluded to uh several times. But obviously I know you're a huge fan of the backstory and that that they uh they did go a little more into the back the backstory of this um uh with the family and I know they have like flashback parts in the in the book. Uh so yeah. you know and I thought you know, obviously you had to produce a, a lot, you know, to make the movie in, in a reasonable running time. Uh, but yeah, one thing, there was one thing about the film that I did uh, disagree with, and I felt like it didn't establish enough because a big plot point later on when 
of it. <clears throat> Paul and Eloise, his sister, the other sister who's getting married, she's um, they have this argument, and she reveals to him that his father was not accepting of him being gay, mm-hmm. and that his mother had stuck up for him, and his mother had, you know, kept him in line in that. So I felt like the movie could have done more because he you know he's defending his father to Eloise and saying like he was a great man and he loved me and, and that uh which I didn't really see too much about the movie like I think it would have been a better payoff if there were if he talked like more about his father like more glowingly throughout throughout the film and then, yeah I agree with you because I do yeah. feel like when you have that scene in the movie with Eloise and Paul and she reveals that to him it's kind of just dropped in there for the sake of doing it yeah like you throughout the book like you get little like breadcrumbs that that's gonna happen yeah right like you get the backstory you get the conversation the mother had with the father and threatened to leave him if he didn't treat the son right and that the mother was protecting paul all those years although he kind of was mad at her and then you know so you have like that breadcrumb trail in the in the book that gets you to that scene where i feel in the movie they didn't do that right like they just kind of drop that scene in there um yeah for the sake of having it and revealing that but it doesn't really you don't have any lead up to it i don't think in the movie yeah yeah i I think it would have been like they didn't have to do much, like just maybe just like peppered in throughout the yeah. throughout the the film, just like have Paul say like some lines about his father, or say like oh like you know get nostalgic, or yeah, something. or the or mom say, making like a ver- reference. Yeah, but I think like you know one thing he said, and then you know when he was kind of like getting defensive with Eloise, and he said my dad said he was fine with it, and that's kind of like a line that like I you know kind of seen it's one of those things like when you know a shot when a kid comes out you know as you know gay and where a lot of parents may say it's like oh you know i love you no matter what i'm fine with it and that's something that sounds very accepting but if you really think about it like no because it still kind of paints you know being gay as something negative being you know and it kind of gives off the impression of like oh i I love you, even though you're gay, you know, that I feel like, you know, it's something like, yeah, years ago, it's like, maybe like that would have been, you know, heralded as something, oh, like, you know, they're so accept- accepting, but you now think of it through a 2022 lens that, yeah, no, that's not really that accepting. So it did kind of like, um, gave some like kind of realization, you know, as he said, it's like, oh, my dad said he was fine with it. That kind of like burst his bubble a little bit. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, and, and I think obviously there was a few characters that I think got more play in the movie, you know, like yeah, very true. When we, when we talk about Denise, Dennis, yes. you know, like he's only, he and Alice never really have a relationship in the book, right? Like they talk on the plane, he goes to her hotel with them and he sits in the lobby and she kind of ghosts him and he, he's never brought up again, you know, and there's not that play on will the boss show up or will he not? Because we know that he's, he tells her flat out in the book, he's not coming. Like that's not going to happen. He's not leaving his wife. And that's pretty clear to her in the book. And Dennis, you know, that never, that relationship never goes anywhere. So I feel like that character was much more developed in the movie and had a much different role than he did in the book. Yeah. And I like Dennis Mulligan. I thought he was great in that position, in that role. And it gave Alice a little bit more, I don't know, 
options, I guess. Yeah. Like to, it, it almost played like the good guy versus the bad guy role. Very true. Yeah, I, and I did. You know, I was I was okay with that. I did like his. I did like his character. And just you know, Dustin Milligan. I, I and like I recognize him from the show Shit's Creek, and he's so funny on that. And you know, liked it. And as a little side note, originally in this role was supposed to be Annie Murphy, who played um, Dustin, Alexis, like Alexis, Alexis. Uh, and her her and Dustin's character on Shit's Creek obviously have a relationship on that. So I thought that would have been interesting had she not back had she not backed out of the role of seeing them like together again essentially, although playing different characters this time. But it's uh but I did like I did like his character. He kinda he was like a little cringy, but in a good way. Like it was a funny way. Like it seemed like he had just met Alice, but was really falling hard in it. And so it kind of reminded me, if you're familiar with the sitcom How I Met Your Mother, uh the lead character Ted and how many times he like like kind of went too fast with women and like kind of fell head over heels to for uh for a certain women throughout that sh- that show so definitely reminded me of that like there's a part where dennis and alice are talking like they're getting ready to go to the rehearsal dinner and he he says oh like i can't wait to meet my future in-laws and that would come off as like super creepy of that it's like like buddy you just met but i think with his character and how he portrayed it i think it just came off as funny to me i just yeah. like you know it was just like you, you roll your eyes and you're just like oh buddy Come on. <laughs> yeah. And the other character who was much more developed was Henrique. Like yes. Henrique, like you don't get a lot of vision for him in the book until the end. Like he's he's talked about, but not in a character developed sense. But he is much more prominent in the movie and his interest in rekindling things with Donna. Like that's a one time thing in the book that there's not a lot of lead up to, but he really pursues her in the movie, like messaging her on Facebook when she lands at the airport and picking her up and you know, all these things. And that doesn't really happen in the book. I don't know. And I kind of wonder why they did it in the movie, just to add a different element of like a will they, won't they romance. Um, yeah. I, I kind of don't know why they did that. But, you know, obviously the end is hilarious with Paul and Henrique when they, you know, have an altercation that lands them all in jail, yes. um, which is pretty funny. But yeah, I, it's a, another character who really didn't, what wasn't really fleshed out in the book. Yeah, I, I think he was fleshed out to kind of give the character of Donna like more throughout her own story and with that. And it's a, it did lead to a payoff at the end where yeah. she confronts him and you know yell yells at him about his his ways and his attitude. And I think and I really liked you know that scene and like the dialogue and her in a monologue toward towards him and how like she's apologizing to him for uh ruining his life because he she gave him something that he never could have have like someone who loved him and then he's been trying to replace that with material items and money and you know this this kind of um big way yeah ever i mean and i i love allison janney i think she's so good and her delivery is great like i really liked allison janney in this role of donna like i thought she's great yeah yeah 
And she was, and she was good. She's, you know, always pops up in a lot of different things, and she's always good at movies. Yeah, and the, the other part that is kind of like for me a little bit unnecessary is the whole the whole line of uh, Alice's married boyfriend texting her and say he was coming. And then the wife shows up in this terrible blue sweatshirt, sweatsuit <laughs> at the wedding and starts a fight with her. And they kind of get into this fist fight and like throwing things at the wedding. And it was just so odd to me. Like, it was like, did they do that more for a physical comedy payoff? Because like, we really could have just let that character ride off into the sunset, the, the boyfriend and go through with the texts that like he... It happened in the book that said, like, please don't contact me again. The wife knows and we're not going, like, this isn't going to go anywhere. I'm going to fix my marriage. Yeah. And they took that a whole different way, almost like a catfishing that she took his phone and, you know, Alice thought he was showing up at this wedding. And then it turns out to be the wife who, you know, Lizzie Calpin's hilarious and she looks frazzled and, you know, you know, she has a baby at home and it's just for me is unrealistic. Like you have a three month old at home that you're nursing that you flew across the world, you know, you threw, flew across the Atlantic ocean to come and like, you know, call out the mistress, which to me was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it was done for more physical comedy and it did have like a little bit of a twist to it. Like I was like, I was generally surprised. I was generally surprised or something like I did you know, when she was getting these texts from Jonathan and you know I, that was not my thought as like oh is this really him I didn't think think of that at all I didn't really yeah, know where it was go where it was going and then when she shows up and I think it would have been a little different if we had like seen her before there's the one scene where Alice drops Jonathan off and she's like standing outside with the baby uh, yep. but I really couldn't see like who it was and then you see her walk in and I was like who is who is that so I think yeah. it would have been better if like at least like maybe like even in that scene where she drops him off uh that you could see her more clearly so you knew that she was the one that she was the yeah wife. Uh, I agree with you because when you that drop off scene like I would have to my personal opinion is that that's not and that silhouette is not Lizzie Calpin standing there holding that baby, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, it seems like somebody very elegant and a long nightgown and their hair is down and long. And it's a very, you know, serene kind of moment that you see in his family. And that, that to, so to have that character walk in looking all frazzled and kind of looking like she did to me was, yeah, I'd have to believe that that was somebody else doing that in that very brief yeah. scene. Yeah. But I think me now that I think about it, maybe it was, was to kind of like added like some surprise because like you know lizzie kaplan has been in a, a lot of stuff like i want to call her an a-list star but she's you know fairly well known and it's been in a lot of stuff so i feel like if they did like show her like briefly once you know lines may think it's like oh like this is kind of too too notable of a name for just a one-off part like that that you would think, okay, she's, you know, definitely going to come back. So, you know, she essentially just has that one scene. So, uh, but they really, um, they really did, did that frequently. Like, um, I was saying Tony Goldwyn, uh, as yeah. Paul's boss, like, is, you know, fairly, you know, fairly well, known, well known from scandal and ghost and, and my, and, Personally, I loved him in Friday the 13th, part six, <laughs> but he, um, 
you know, he just has like kind of like a rather nondescript role, just says in that one scene yeah. where he gives he Paul does. the leave of absence that, you know, it kind of seems like, oh, you think maybe like, oh, are they going to do more with him or so? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. I mean, I thought the end was was good. I don't, I didn't. You know, again, we're at the voiceover and ending with the family picture, which I guess is a full circle kind of moment from the beginning. Yeah. You know, and the character of Eloise is a little bit different in the book and versus the movie. You know, at the end, she, she, you know, in the, in the movie, she says she can't has children, have children and never has told Ollie that. And, you know, that doesn't happen in the book. They're talking about adoption, but it was not for any other, they never give a reason why. And he knew everything. Like he was the one who wanted to adopt and she was the one who was a little hesitant. Um, yeah. You know, so the outcome's the same in the in both, but how they got there is a little bit different. I did like with both the book and the movie, I did like the overall message in that. It showed that like it showed that people like had, you know, varying sides and that, you know, people are flawed, but to kind of not misjudge and you see how Paul and Alice really misjudge their sister a lot and don't think about what she's, you know, going through and that and and yet. And you see the characters, they make a lot of mistakes and they're not, you know, hugely like flawed people. There is, there is some like heart to it as well. So I, I, I like the message of, of, of both the book and the movie. I thought it was uplifting. I feel like this is one of those movies that you would really like if you didn't read the book. <laughs> like, yeah. I think if you were, you know, my husband really, he liked it. He's like, that was cute. That was fun. You know, lighthearted for a Friday night. And that is all true. I think though, when you read the book, you're expecting a little bit more meat to the story, maybe a little more teeth. I don't know. That's yeah. me. You know, I like a book better, <laughs> you know? So I think that was like, if I hadn't read the book and watched this movie, I probably would have walked away going, oh, that was really funny. You know? cute movie. And I think they, they spun it as a holiday movie at the end with them in their Christmas gear and getting ready for Christmas. And maybe that's why it was released now or else that's just a production scheduling thing. But it's a family movie and about families, which typically seem to, you know, come out around the holidays. You know, like last year we did, this is where I leave you. Not necessarily a holiday movie, but a family movie yeah. um, and about that family dynamic. So I think, you know, for me, of course, I like the book better. But had I not read the book, I probably would have really enjoyed the movie more. Yeah, well said. I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just pretty even. I, I liked, I liked both. I'm very forget. I like comedies, and I'm very forgiving when it comes to comedies. Like they can make a lot of mistakes, but as long as they accomplish their goal of being funny, that I'm okay with it. And I thought it was funny. I like the characters in that. So yeah, very I guess I'm more of a purist. Right. Like I like when the movie adheres to the book a little bit closer and I, you know, yeah. I get why they make certain decisions to change things, but I guess I'm just more of a book purist and it comes down to it. You certainly are. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else you wanted to cover? No, I think we've pretty much, you know, covered yeah. a lot. So there, so. I think we should wish our listeners a happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the U S and you celebrate Thanksgiving, otherwise just, have another great Thursday for everyone else uh, this week. But um, yeah, so we'll be back with more holiday holiday classics next week. Yeah. Stay and tuned. until then, keep reading. And keep watching.